Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am your host, Frank LaRosa. I am definitely a little under the weather today, fighting some major allergies, but it's poignant for today's call. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, someone that I've had on before, someone that actually wrote the forward to my, to my book, Counterpunch, and himself is an author of one of the better books that I've read called Uncommon Leadership. Ben Newman is on the show today. Welcome, Ben. How are you doing? Frank, always great to be connected with you and great to be back on the show. And you're right. You better have showed up. I mean, right in the forward, you write in a great book, standard over feelings. There's no excuses. We got to show up. Head colds can't hold us back. Head cold can't hold us back. And all morning I was thinking, I heard Ben in my head like, hey, man, you can't you can't just cancel because you have a head cold, right? Your greater good and your purpose, which we're going to talk about today, is bigger than a head cold. It's bigger than allergies. So, But for those of you that don't know Ben, and he's going to get into some of his background because he was a financial advisor, which is why I think it's really great to have him on our show to go back to some of that. But Ben's a performance coach and not just a performance coach, but he's a mental conditioning coach for the University of Alabama and also Kansas State University. And he's among the top 50 speakers in the country. So I'm bringing you the very best of the best, not only in mental conditioning, but someone that understands what my listeners, financial advisors, for the most part, you know, go through on a daily basis. So, Ben, can you tell my audience, for those of you that maybe don't know you yet, just give a little bit of, of your background, and then I really, really want to focus on two questions surrounding what I call purpose, but you you talk about called the your burn. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of individuals, Frank, you know, they see the jerseys, they see the championship rings, and they just think that I do a lot of work in sports. And a lot of people forget or they don't know that I actually started as an advisor, had a short stint about three years as a paper broker in Chicago, just like Steve Carell right out of the TV show, The Office. And then I was a financial advisor. And as an advisor, and I I say this very humbly, not to impress anybody, but to impress upon the point, I was performing at a very, very high level, millions of dollars of life insurance, part of a team that at the time was managing over $250 million of money, which became the foundation for a practice that's now well over a billion. And so I understand what all of you go through as advisors. It is not easy. And I commend your work because of the courage and sacrifice that it takes to build a practice. One of the hardest industries, being a financial advisor, people don't realize you're hearing things from clients. They're sharing goals and dreams with you, conversations they're not having with other individuals. So when I came into the business, I recognized the strength and power we had to have those deep-rooted conversations which for me, Frank, was very deep and personal because of what I call my burn. You know, a lot of speakers and coaches that do the work that I do, they talk about why and they talk about purpose, but they forget to talk about this underlying burn, this fire that actually ignites why and purpose that then causes you to be more consistent in the daily action that drives success or creating the standard that drives success. And so for me, that burn was my mother. My parents were divorced at six months old. I never knew them together. Fast forward, my mother passes away 11 days before my eighth birthday. I'm telling a shorter version of the story today for the listeners that we spent time with previously. 
But my mother taught me how to fight. She had a journal, Frank, where she wrote, beat the statistics, beat the odds, live with a disease that is chronic and fatal, believe in yourself, combat anything, purpose in life. So all I've ever known, those are my mother's words as we had 24-hour nursing care in the house. She'd come to the dinner table with an IV stand every night to ask me how my day was at school. So Frank, I've realized that no matter what your circumstance, you get to choose the response. No matter how you feel, it's your choice how you show up. And so for me, there's a standard that I've chosen to live to connecting to my burn in order to fight one day at a time to try to be the best I can be one day at a time. And that's what our work typically speaks to is connecting you, Frank, or each of your listeners to that burn that actually ignites that why and that purpose that then causes you to become more consistent with the action, the disciplines, the standard that'll cause you to drive your highest levels of success. Awesome. So I'm going to get into a question because it's something that that intrigues me. And I've been talking about this with my team as we're growing and really connecting with their, with what their purpose is and you know, of the burn and creating that standard. You know, for me, I go back 11 years ago. I also, I found my, my burn and my passion later in life. Right. So when I was almost 40 years old, my ego got the best of me and arrogance got the best of me and pushed the limits of what I should have been doing at my former job. I lost my job. I lost everything. Right. And I lost, fortunately, I didn't lose my house. I didn't lose my family. So I didn't lose everything. I had the most important things. Right. But, you know, for me, starting this company and the purpose on a personal level to never go back to that situation again, never to feel that loss again, never to ever step over the line or perceived line and to always do the right thing all the time. And then to really help the financial advisor community with this massive transition that's going into, you know, that we're dealing with right now and even more so coming out of COVID. So I sort of found my burn and my, my purpose later on, but I've been talking about purpose over profit. Cause I think too many people put profit over purpose and it doesn't end well. My question to you, the first question is, you know, I found mine sort of naturally cause I went through a tragedy. You found yours through essentially tragedy, right? As leaders, how do we help the people around us find that burn or that passion? Like, what can we do? Because that's the sort of the greatest thing that we can do as a leader, right? Is help somebody who maybe hasn't found it yet, but doesn't realize that it's there, help them find that because that can, that can really rocket fuel them into, you know, into much more success. So how do you do that, you know, with the coaching at University of Alabama, the business companies that you coach with, what are your sort of tidbits on for a leader, how to help our, our people around us? It's a great question. So let's start with what you and I have gone through, which is challenge and adversity. Our challenge and adversity has clearly defined our burn. It's like when I think of my mother and I think of her name every single day when I wake up, her name is actually on my alarm on my phone. And so once I see that, there's no hitting the snooze button and going back to bed. I also keep a journal where I write down her name, right? So I connect to my burn. You connect to your burn. It causes you to want to attack. There's also individuals who their sacrifice that has been made for them, and they appreciate that sacrifice, that's become their burn, which ignites to their why and purpose. Or they're currently sacrificing for somebody. Then what you're speaking to are those individuals who maybe they say, Frank, man, I haven't been through challenge and adversity like you've been through. 
And we would probably say to them, I'm glad that you haven't been through what we've gone through because you wouldn't necessarily want to have loss or pain through business and personal. So those individuals, you have to help them find and understand what that burn is. Because the easy thing, Frank, is to listen to our self-talk and say, I don't really have a burn. I'm just going to show up and do what I'm going to do. And what ends up happening is you do focus on the wrong things. I'll just focus on profit. I'll go make a lot of money. And people don't realize when you understand that burn and what ignites you and you connect to that first, you will make way more money. No, that's my point, right? Even the individuals right now who might be listening going, this guy doesn't know what he talks about. I'm already making seven figures. I'm already making a lot of money, right? No, you will make more money too. So that individual, and I work with people making millions of dollars. I've got professional athlete clients that have signed over $200 million contracts. So, you know, when people share their incomes, it really doesn't impress me because you better come with a really big number. And so for me, I say, stop worrying about the money. The money is a byproduct of connecting to your burn and attacking every single day. I'll share a story of a financial advisor. I was working down in Orlando. So this was an advisor that you probably have had conversations with. One of you might be listening where you say, I don't know what my burn is. No challenge, no adversity, not really connecting to the sacrifice piece. So I had said to this advisor, I said, look, I prefer to go deeper than the material or money, but is there anything that you're focused on right now? He said, yes. He says, we're focusing, and he's a high, this is a high producer. He says, we're focusing on building a new house. He goes, I would love nothing more than to build a house for my wife that's her dream house. Every cabinet, every nook and cranny, everything is exactly the way that she wants it. I said, well, I would prefer for you to go deeper, but maybe that's your burn. Maybe that's your short-term burn. You're going to work harder in an effort to provide the dream home for your wife. I was okay with that. He takes off. I'm there about a year and a half later. Same advisor, Frank. Man, I'm struggling again. I'm struggling. What's going on? Man, my burn. I just had, it's just things. I, I don't know what's going on. I just, I feel like I'm not growing anymore. I looked at him. I said, your house is beautiful. He looks at me. He says, what? I said, yeah, your house is beautiful. I saw the pictures on Facebook. I said, your burn was the house. You're now in the house. So you, you're no longer connecting to what's going to get you to that next level. And I said, so now maybe it's college education for your children that's fully paid for. Maybe it's a, a wedding fund for your daughter that's going to be fully paid. I said, I don't know what it is, but we have to find something else. And so the easy thing, Frank, is to just say, ah, I don't really do that. I just show up and work hard. Don't listen to your self-talk. Silence your self-talk and work on finding that deep-rooted burn. A powerful question that can also get you there is grab your future and bring it to today. Once somebody starts to tell you what they want for the future, you then can engage in a conversation of the underlying deep-rooted fire or burn of why they want those things. And that's another way that you can help people find clarity for that burn that ignites their why and purpose. Awesome. Yeah, for me, that's what I worry about, right? You, someone's, someone's why or purpose is very short-term. And then it's like, okay, then what do you do? Once you have that, then what, right? So that's great. Grab your future into today. I love that saying. I, I want to share something with you. We, we actually have coming up August 2nd through the 6th, the first time we've ever done it, we're doing a mental toughness forum. And it's 30 high-performing individuals from the world of business and in sports, from 
Tom Izzo, the basketball coach at Michigan State, to Ed Milet, Andy Frisella, Jim Rome, Shante Lowe, the Olympian, Dana Duckworth, NCAA champion coach from Alabama. So, I mean, it's an incredible lineup. The reason, and it's actually, it's actually free. If you go to mental forum, mentaltoughnessforum.com, it's actually free, and maybe Frank can link that. But here's why I bring it up. All 30-plus of our speakers who are part of this virtual forum, it's all online, virtual forum, Frank, they're all clear on what their burn is. They may not call it their burn, but they know why they're doing what. So we can't accept the excuse that it's okay to just show up. We have to establish clarity of that deep-rooted fire if you're ever going to find out what your very best looks like. Awesome. So turn the page to my second question. Now let's put our business hats on. Right now we're business owners, and in our space, there's a huge movement towards independence. So W2 advisors at Merrill, Morgan Stanley, Wells Fargo, going and starting their own individual private practices, right? Sure. Sort of like like you were. I'm coaching advisors like that every day. So yes, absolutely. So you know it. And some of them, they have this vision in their mind and they have people around them. And you don't want to sound selfish, but my follow-up question to that is, how do you get people to buy into a firm purpose, right? So there's their individual purpose to accomplish their own individual goals. And maybe, you know, maybe you're, you're, you can use the University of Alabama because you have people coming in and out all the time, students coming in and out. And so how do you keep that, right? But how do you get, as a leader, the employees, your team to buy into what the firm purpose is? Because it's not theirs, right? So they got to believe in it. But how do you do that as a leader to buy into the purpose, which then ultimately does, as I say too, ultimately will drive better profits, which is your end, which is the end, end goal. So this is where I think there's been a a major flip in terms of helping team members connect to culture or company identity that many leaders have missed. If you're not starting with what their individual burn is and purpose and why, and you don't understand that, and you haven't slowed down in the recruiting process to understand what that is, you're going to have a very difficult time getting those individuals to connect to culture and purpose as a team. Individuals innately have a tendency to want to be selfish. The world that we live in today, even more so. So I'm not saying that these individuals should remain selfish and never be part of a team. But I believe as leaders, we have to slow down and understand what's important to them before I ask them to commit or to connect to a culture or disciplines that you expect of them being part of your organization. And so it's easy. In the recruiting process, ask the deeper questions. Ask, what's the most significant challenge and adversity you've been through in your life? Frank, if you ask me that question in an interview, and I open up and I talk about my mom and my passion and wanting to fight for her legacy every single day and to be an example to my children the way my mother was an example to me, If you know that about me and you care enough to act and you ask and you tie back to what's important to me in my life and my story, I'm all in with you, Frank. But if all of a sudden I sit down in an interview and it's it's the the appeal of look at what we're doing. We've got three billion dollars of assets under management. Join our organization. We've got this mission, this purpose. And you never ask me about me the likelihood of that person engaging beyond just a short-term paycheck is probably not very likely. And I would share this with you. 
you know, coming from the Arte syndicate, you know, where I was a speaker and that's how you and I met for the first time, right? Because you had reached out after I did a keynote for the organization. Andy Frisella is one of the best at this. Andy Frisella gets to know his people. And Frank, that goes all the way to, I remember walking in to supplement superstores in St. Louis. I live in St. Louis where Andy Frisella lives. So they started supplement superstores, which then became first form. And they still have supplement superstores. Every single customer that would walk through the doors, they're offering a water. They're asking about them. What are your goals? They knew I was coming in for protein powder pre-workout. How, what'd you come in here for today? Instead, they start with what's important to the individual. You see that in their organization. And he has this army of individuals wanting to go to battle for him every single day. And that's how he's built his culture. And there are so many success stories like that in this country that help us better understand, connect to this first. If you connect to somebody's heart and then you understand how they think, they will connect to your cultures, your values, and the disciplines that it's going to take for them to be a great part of your team. That's really interesting. And I guess you can further take that down to, as a financial advisor, doing the same thing with clients, right? Because many financial advisors, oh, you have a million dollar portfolio. Well, let me show you how smart I am. And I'm going to, I'm going to do an asset allocation of stocks and bonds instead of getting into the core of what keeps that client, potential client up at night and understanding, getting into who they really are. And the investments are secondary, right? You nailed it. So here's an interesting perspective for me. So we we still have a full-blown financial advisors academy. So I do one-on-one work with advisors, and then we have a full-blown financial advisors academy where we're coaching advisors online as well. And here's one of the things that I always talk about. It's the fact I'm now the marketplace. You know, it's interesting for me, Frank, because I used to be the advisor. So I understand it from the advisor's lens. I now understand it from the client lens. And if you, don't, if you want to work with me and all you want to do is tell me how great you are, how smart you are, how you were able to do this in the market, you're no different than the other advisor down the street. Because the reality is, unless you work for a certain firm or a certain sector, maybe there are some proprietary products, but at the end of the day, it's going to come down to asset allocation, the portfolio that you build, and I can have those same underlying holdings at most, or, most organizations around the country. So at the end of the day, you better understand my risk tolerance. You better understand if I want to invest in companies in the short term, midterm, and long term. You better understand if all I want to do is park money in safe dollars. You better understand me and how I think and how I connect to money if you ever think we're going to connect to me giving you millions of dollars. And so that to me is the importance of understanding how a client's wired. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care what you manage here, what you manage over there. I care if you understand what's important to me and how you're going to help me hit my financial goals. Mm, that's awesome. If you're listening to this and you're a financial advisor, you need to pay, pay real close attention to that because I talk to too many advisors that don't understand that. And that's what's going to take you, your business to a whole nother level. And let me just share a couple of my favorite questions. When I used to engage an advisor, that would be the same for I appreciate when, when the advisors that we work with continue to ask me these questions. Are you open to me educating you on how life insurance works? Are you open to me evaluating the decision that you and your advisor made to enter this private equity company based upon your long-term goals? Are you open to me evaluating the current holdings in your portfolio to make sure that it's in alignment with your goals? 
to make sure that it's expensed correctly and everything is set up the way that you intend it is so that long term you're not sitting on the couch in retirement, staring at the TV, watching the news and seeing what the ticker's doing. Right. So those are the types of are you open to me educating you? The moment somebody says, I would love, okay, I'm going to walk you through how life insurance works. We're going to unpack all of the underlying holdings based upon your tolerance. It could get a little boring for you, but we're going to unpack, right, at a high level or a very detailed level why you have what you have and make sure that you understand it. Are you open to that? And the moment they say they're open to it, it's an educational process. You're not even selling anymore, Frank, because the advisors who have high integrity, they educate and they do the right thing. There's no battles with your clients over product. The only time that the battles over product exist is you know that you're pushing for commission because you think that somebody can buy something from you or that you can sell it to them. The moment that you feel that, you have to stop. And I'm just saying this directly because I care that much. If you ever feel that in the sales process, just stop because it's something that you're doing to force a product into a hole that doesn't exist. That's really good because when I was an advisor on occasion, I found myself doing that because you maybe you believe in the product and you're just and they're not getting it. And then it comes across as very salesy. That's really great. Listen, I don't want to. This is a great call. I like to keep them very sharp and to the point. But I think there's three takeaways here. One, find what your burn is. You have to strip away your arrogance or your cockiness or your confidence and really talk to yourself about what it is that drives you every day. And and to your point, like take a deep dive, like go deep into your emotions and figure out what's going to drive you every day as an individual. If you're a leader, your point about really understanding, yes, you might have a purpose for the organization, but if the people that are around you, their purposes don't fit into your purpose, right? Ed Milet talks about that, having a vision so big that everybody else's visions can fit within your, within your vision. So I think as a leader, you should do that. And then as a financial advisor, and candidly, I wasn't even planning on going there today, but this is the nugget right here. You need to figure out what your clients or potential clients burn is, what makes them tick, who they are emotionally, not just how many zeros are in their checking account or in their investment account. So really think about that stuff. So you made a couple of things. So the Academy that you're doing in August, how do they find out information on on the Academy that you're running in in August? So mentaltoughnessforum.com, it's free virtual access. We'll send six to seven videos a day throughout the week. You get an email in the morning and you kind of watch them on demand from all of our speakers. And then the, the Financial Advisors Academy or even some shorter term tools that you can use to really work on where you want to go in a deeper connected vision, bennewmancoaching.com. There's information on the burn and prize fighter days and all the different systems that we've built to help advisors like yourselves. Awesome. We will tag for everyone that's listening. We'll tag all that stuff in our posts. And so you'll have all that information. Ben, thank you very much for the time. I appreciate it. You motivated me today to get my ass out of bed and do whatever I had to do and take all my allergy pills to get here today. So I really appreciate it. I hope my listeners appreciate it. Again, if you want to see us in person live, check out our YouTube channel, Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. And thanks for listening, Ben. Again, thank you very much. And I look forward to being part of that event as well, watching that event. It sounds very exciting. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate you and all your listeners. Let's all stay in this fight together. Awesome, Ben. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, 
or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.